Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. All righty, rocking and rolling hour number three of our radio program. That's right. It is the Zach Gelb Show, coast to coast on CBS Sports Radio. One of my favorite shows of all time is the Jersey Shore. I still watch the family vacation version of it to this day. Uh, big reunion coming up. And uh, Mike Sorrentino, The Situation, is here with us in studio right now. He has a new book out, How I Overcame Addiction, Loss, in Prison. The name of the book is Reality Check, Making the Best of the Situation. And The Situation is sitting in studio with us right now. Mike, always appreciate the time. Thanks for coming in. Yes, thanks for having me, guys. We obviously have a situation, but today... The new nickname is The Publication because <laughs> we're releasing this new book over the next couple of weeks, and it is my masterpiece. And you have the investigation as well while uh, watching the show, and that investigation actually landed to Angelina following, uh, finding her father. So yes. I- I'm addicted to the show. Like, yes. I'm a sycophant to yeah, the Jersey Shore. The new season uh, should be airing shortly, uh, I believe, in uh, March. Number one show on MTV on Thursdays and sometimes on cable as well. We turned 15 minutes of fame into 15 years. Yeah, it's, so it's it, crazy. So indeed, we do have a situation. Um, but uh, thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks so much for coming in. You know, it's wild. Like when I first watched watched the show, I think I was in either high school or middle school. Okay. And now seeing you guys with families, it's it's wild with kids. Now you guys go on vacations. It's like. What shirt is Dina going to make you oh, wear yeah, yeah. And, and make a nice family picture? It's yeah. wild to see how you guys have grown up throughout the years. I mean, it's definitely unheard of for a reality show to be cast-driven for 15 years. You can't really name any. Actually, you might be able to name one. Maybe uh, Kardashians. Yeah. Maybe. maybe. Um, but the, the fans, the viewers, uh, they have uh, grown up with us, and uh, we are definitely very... Uh, grateful for that but I'd have to say I mean I'm a fan of the show myself mm-hmm. I mean it's 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 a funny show uh, it's got uh, funny lines funny jokes and um, like uh, you know it's just uh, we get into shenanigans we're like the friends version of reality TV I think yeah no it, it's a great way to put it and also I, I'm a little concerned about you today because you've been doing this uh, PR tour I know. Since like nine a.m. I know. I, I'm 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 a little uh, I'm a little, I'm a little <laughs> tired right now. <laughs> but, but you can't go like thirty seconds without eating. Like when they told me that Mike was already here and you're supposed to come on at five twenty, I go, guys, we have no food for him oh, because yes. the way you eat on the Jersey yes. Shore, you order everything off the menu. It's crazy. I, I, I do. Um, I do have an obsessive personality and I love food just like everyone else. I think that's very relatable. Um, but it's like my thing on TV. You know what I mean? I got, I, you know, uh, when I go to a restaurant, um, I, I believe in good food, even if it means ordering the whole menu. One of everything. Yeah, yeah. pretty much. Yeah. So ideal meal here. 
What's your ideal appetizer? Um, you get one thing for the table. What is it? Oh, wow. You can't just get one thing. Really? One thing? Well, that's that's why it's a tough question. Yeah, it is a tough I, question. I know you would order like every single thing on the menu, not all eight appetizers, just one appetizer. All right. If I got to pick one thing, mm-hmm. right? I got to go with the seafood tower that's oh, got. You see how I yeah, did? You see what loaded. I did? You see what I just got? <laughs> the seafood tower's got about three, four levels sometimes that's to it. That's got the oysters, yeah, the got, calamari, got, yeah, so the shrimp. <laughs> if you got to pick one thing, the seafood tower, you got your bang for your buck right there. Yeah. All right. Now, main uh, the appetizers go away. Main course comes out. What's the main course for you? Uh, I feel like it's a pasta, right? It de- Pasta is my favorite. It definitely is. Pasta is my favorite. Probably then a chicken cutlet, then a surf and turf. And I don't even need to ask you the uh, the dessert, right? It's the funfetti cake. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. I, I'll be honest. I would have to definitely pick uh, pasta. I love everything. I like fusilli. I mm-hmm. like penne, rigatoni, pesto, uh, Sunday sauce. Uh, you know, clams, oreganata. I mean, uh, anything pasta I love. Well, November is always a tough month for us because on this show, I feel like I'm on an island because I don't like turkey. For Thanksgiving, um, you know what I, um, I, I think it's an unpopular opinion uh, to say that, but I'll be honest with you, I am not the biggest fan either of some of the menu options for Thanksgiving. I like to Italian it up a little bit. I, yeah. I like to add some bagziti or something to it, which a lot of the times most uh, families and households don't do. Well, we flipped the bird to the bird many years ago, and now we just make sure that the lasagna is the featured dish. Oh, oh yeah. And that's the way to go. And, and it's it funny. Is, it is. When you're on a platform it like is. this, it I is. feel like I'm the voice for the voiceless it on is. Thanksgiving. It I is. can't tell you how many people reach it out is. to me and they go, turkey just sucks on Thanksgiving. Yeah, I, I mean, to be honest with you, if you want to put together the perfect Thanksgiving uh, meal, you, you should throw in the lasagna. <clears throat> or uh, some baked zeta. Um, I and and to be honest with you, I wouldn't even the turkey wouldn't even be my main. I I might even throw in some ham. Yeah. I might even throw in some lamb or something. Yeah, it's like Dan Campbell. You, the you, lines you know what I'm there, saying? I, I don't know if I I'm not the biggest fan of turkey. Obviously, I enjoyed Thanksgiving this year, um, but you got to jazz it up. Talking to Mike, the situation. The name of the book is Reality Check: How I Overcame Addiction, Loss, and Prison. You know, some people may be like, oh, why do they have the situation on a sports show today? The reason why I wanted to bring you on, not only have we got to know each other a little bit throughout the years, yep. but um, I think people hearing your story is important because it doesn't matter, sports fan, not. You know, a lot of people go through what you had to go through. Yes. And you've been an inspiration to, to many people to try to fight through some of those demons. Yeah. You know, as an early man, I was uh, subject to uh, a life of excess. I, I, was, um, I was blessed early on in life with you know, millions of dollars in, in my dream job. And uh, eventually, I didn't know who I was, at, you know, at the core. I had an obsessive personality. Mm-hmm. And everything eventually became obsessive, you know, the uh, parties, the women, the drugs, the money. And eventually, most people uh, are unable to get out of that lifestyle of excess. And they either, unfortunately, they die there or they just never get out of it and, 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 and never transition to family life and, um, and mature, you know, it's just a tough life to get out of. You hear stories all the time that, you know, these athletes and these celebrities making millions, right? They're driving the Ferraris and then they just, it just never get out of that yeah. lifestyle of excess. But for me, uh, eventually I did hit rock bottom, but I used rock bottom as a trampoline. Okay. And, uh, I started to rebuild my life. I'm now, uh, eight years clean and sober. Congratulations. I'll be celebrating over the next uh, couple of days uh, on social media. And uh, 
Uh, I'm now uh, a father of two babies with one on the way. Wow. Uh, married five years and a happy, healthy marriage. Uh, I also speak at rehabs and, and high schools and colleges across the country, sharing my experience, strength, and hope um, to let people know out there that, like, listen, if Mike could do it, I could I could do it too. If Mike can overcome certain obstacles, I can too. And unfortunately, you know, I, I know it because I had two or three, fr- uh, two or uh, three friends actually that passed away. Oh yeah, and, me and, too. And, and and they weren't able to to overcome the demons. And a lot of times, they, they just didn't know how to ask for help, or you knew they had a problem, but you didn't know the extent of it. Yes. And I, I'm just wondering, you know, you going through it and now coming out on the better side of it. When did you realize, hey, I'm going down the wrong path. I, I need help. Well, I mean, first of all, I'd like to point out that I love the fact that you said demons because uh, most men uh, probably that are listening to this, we all know that we got that uh, a demon inside of yeah. us. And uh, some people can control it better than others. But for me, I always knew that I was always pushing the envelope and the limits for everything. Um, and eventually once, um, I, I guess once my behavior became too reckless, um and uh, I started to put my job at risk and my friends and relationships at risk. Um, and I started to lose money. Uh, eventually, I found myself almost homeless. Okay? Wow. I almost found myself almost homeless. The government was coming after me for millions. Mm-hmm. Couldn't pay for the lawyer anymore. Um, I had to put up the the hands and surrender and be like, man, um, I, I, need, I need to get some help. And I think... Uh, it takes a lot of courage to put your hand up and be like, listen, uh, my way has led me to uh, almost killing myself or destruction or, or jail or prison. Uh, I got to try something different. You know what I'm saying? I got to try something different. And uh, that's exactly what I did. Um, uh, I, I pretty much changed everything about myself that was uh, negative. I realized that I had a, an obsessive personality and I, I could only feed myself positive behaviors. So that's what I did. What did well, you, one day at a time. What did you gain from having to go to prison? Just wondering. Um, I mean, you you obviously gain accountability. You know what I mean? I, I didn't think that the judge was going to send me to prison. I was a first-time offender. Um, I was in uh, the zone for probation and community service, which uh, I held out uh, with the government for almost down to my trial. And And if anybody knows anything about the system, if you get a plea bargain— that and you're in the level of that is recommended for probation and community service, and you're uh, a first-time offender, meaning mm-hmm. you have no priors. Nine out of ten times, you are going to get probation and community service. But because of who I was, and I was on TV, and I was, uh, you know, this 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 guy, Star, the, yeah. this guy, the situation, they made an example out of me, and I had to take my medicine like a man. I had to hold my head high. I didn't think I was going to go to prison, but when they first sent my brother away for two years, I, I'll be honest with you, I sat there, I'm like, oh, they sent him away for two years, they're not gonna send me. Within within five minutes later, she sent me wow. almost uh, a year. And I sat there, I'm like, all right, I guess this is what I'm doing next. Um, and, and it forced me to take total accountability. Total accountability means if you were unhappy in any spot of your life, go look in the mirror and that's who you need to talk to. Because if I was not guilty, guess what? The judge wouldn't have sent me to prison. But my name was on all the accounts that made all the millions of dollars, right? Now, if my team didn't file the taxes, it doesn't matter. I needed to file 
I was responsible to do that. Um, so the buck stops with me. You could have employees. You could have a publicist. You could have a whole team insulating you, which I did. It doesn't really matter. You can have checks and balances. But if you don't check and balance and you're an absentee leader, then you're going to end up in prison. That's what happened to me. Uh, tell me about the time you, you uh, did heroin and then also the time when you guys were going to Italy to film yeah. and all the, the drugs that you brought over. They and how you smuggling, did yeah. yeah. Um, which, which one you want first? Go with the heroin first. Oh, man, that, that, that was a tough story. I always told myself, uh, you know, I, I made millions of dollars, you know, yearly. Uh, I would never uh, take this drug. Uh, this is the drug that people don't come back from. Um, this is a drug that I felt that I didn't have to. I had the resources. I had the money. Um, but after years and years of making bad decisions, I found myself um, behind the eight ball. I was depressed, uh, anxiety through the roof. I was unemployed, months behind on the rent. Government was coming after me for millions. I was about to be evicted, and I wanted to get out of feeling that way. So I had a moment of weakness. Uh, and 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 it's, I'll be honest with you, it, it, it's relatable. So I I I got, I got the case of I don't know if I could say this, but fuck it's. And um, I called up a buddy of mine, and I'm like, yo, man, I'm like, uh, you, you know, you know anybody that we can get some uh, prescription pills? He's like, yeah, sure. I'm like, all right, cool. I'll come pick you up. I come pick it up. I I come pick up my boy, and he goes, we got to drive to Newark. I was like, bro, I can't drive to Newark, man. I'm on one of the biggest reality shows in the country. My nickname is the situation. Yeah, everyone knows who you are. Every, you think I can go? <laughs> you can't hide really anywhere. Really hide yeah. in 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 a housing complex or in the streets of Newark when the sirens are going around. He's like, man, stay in the car. Uh, I'll go. I know somebody. Don't worry, we'll be real quick. I reluctantly went. I knew it was a bad idea. I jumped in uh, my white Corvette at the time in two thousand. Um, I think it was two two thousand fifteen, and uh, we're driving down to Newark. I'm fighting with my then girlfriend, who's my now wife, yeah. and she knows where I'm going. Mm -hmm. You know, the, uh, the women in our life always know when <laughs> they we're always making, know. Always know when we're making bad decisions. Mm -hmm. And I, I get down to Newark, and I just knew it was a bad, a bad idea. You got sirens going around everywhere, and um, we parked. He went into a housing complex. He was gone for an hour here, an hour there. We striking out, and I just felt worse because every time that he kept striking out, I'm thinking to myself, you know what? If I don't score these prescription pills soon, I'm probably going to go into withdrawal. And if mm -hmm. anybody knows what withdrawal means, it means you're dependent on uh, prescription pills and you're probably going to get cold-like symptoms very soon and you're going to be seriously uncomfortable and it's going to be a bad situation ASAP. Uh, eventually, my friend comes back out to the car, okay? I was surprised we even made it that far because, uh, I'm, you know, like I said, I'm on one of the biggest TV shows in the country and I'm going to score drugs in a Corvette in, yeah. the, in the hood, <laughs> okay? Uh, we get back in the car and he throws on my lap uh, this almost like a uh, this bundle of some sort. And I was like, what the hell is this? And in my brain, I'm like, no, he didn't. In my brain, I'm like, this is my boy since we were little. I'm like, no, he didn't. Just throw something on my lap that I said I was never going to do. Yeah. He knows I didn't want to do this. He knows what I wanted. I had the money not to do this. Oh, my God, no. And um, sure enough, it was heroin. And it was the first time I ever seen it. It was like a wrapped up bundle. It was wax paper. It was like this yellowy, uh, sandy uh, substance. 
And I'm like, oh man, like, what am I going to do? It was already hours we're out in Newark. We can't continue to search. And now we got heroin on us. I mean, this is, uh, this bad situation just got worse. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, all right, man, just, let's just get out of here. Let's just go home. Now we're on the way home on the turnpike, going back from Newark, back to uh, central Jersey. And I got my then girlfriend blowing up my phone. Where am I at? Where am I at? Where you at? I finally get back to the house. And um, I still got this bundle on me. And I'm like, I told myself, all right, man, what am I going to do? What am I going to, deep down inside, I probably knew I was going to try it. You know what I mean? Because it was just, I had no other option. You know, I'm about to go through, uh, let's call it withdrawals. I get back in my room. I tell my uh, my then girlfriend at the time, I said, I'm going to go to sleep early. Uh, I close the door and I take my key out of my pocket and I'm about to try a key bump. I dip it into um, the little baggie. And I try it, and I'm like, oh, my God, I didn't die. And then I was like, I don't like it. I didn't like it. I'm like, oh, my God, thank God I didn't like it. Most people don't come back from this. Oh, my God, I'm going to survive. Like, oh, my God. And then a, a little devil on my shoulder is like, why don't you try a little bit more? Wow. Maybe you'll like it then. Um, maybe you'll get a little high from it. So then I'm like, all right, cool. But in the back of my head, I'm like, if I try too much, I might die. You know, because yeah, people right. overdose from mm -hmm. this this type of substance. So as I was going in for this second key bump, my phone rings. And guess who it is? It's my mom. Huh. And I'm like, no way. So I pick it up. And my mom goes, are you okay? There was concern in her voice to the point. She knew something was wrong. She knew yeah. something. I couldn't believe it. I looked up at the sky like I was in the Truman Show. I'm like, are there hidden cameras in my in this room? Yeah. Now, this is ridiculous. It was a sign from above. The Almighty, okay, send an angel down to try to save me. But you need I, to stop what you're doing now. I had my eyes and I had my ears open up slightly enough. Obviously, they weren't open a lot because I went down to Newark to get this substance. Mm -hmm. But they were open slightly enough for me to listen to this message. And... At the same time, uh, uh, somebody at the door is knocking. It's my then girlfriend, who's my now wife, knocking at the door, and I'm like, "All right, this is this is too much. This is a wrap. Yeah. This is a wrap. This is not supposed to happen. Uh, maybe if I would have went forward, I would have died." And right then and there, I just called it quits. I threw it in the toilet. I had tears in my eyes because I I, I got I got to the precipice of almost passing a, a a point of no return. I felt I stared the devil in the face. And I, you know, maybe I, I didn't come back. Um, I opened the door, hung up with my mother. I flushed the, the drugs down the toilet. And then um, I opened the door and I had tears in my eyes. I uh, embraced my then girlfriend at the time and said, you know what? I'm sorry. I need help. I need to, uh, I need to go to rehab. I have a really big problem. I called my pretrial officer who was assigned to the United States versus the situation, uh, the court case. And I had, I was like, I, I just uh, spilled my guts. I'm like, listen, I can't, I, my life was on the line. I, yeah. you know, I had to be totally accountable. I'm like, I got to go to rehab. The next day I was in rehab. I pretty much never turned back. I'm now eight years uh, clean and sober. Uh, an example of the comeback is greater than the setback. Well, let me just ask you this before we let you run. Mike, the situation, once again, the name of the book is Reality Check, Making the Best of the Situation, How I Overcame Addiction, Loss, and Prison. This is supposed to be a happy time of the year. It's supposed to be about family and yeah. food and yeah. everyone's gearing up for December coming off of Thanksgiving. I'm sure there's people listening right now that say are saying, I'm going through something that, that Mike was going through. Yeah. What advice do you give them and what do you say 
to for them to have the courage to reach out and ask for help to try to fight these demons? Um, I would say that it takes courage to put your hand up and say, I need help. I mean, we're all, we're all human. We all make mistakes. Okay. We're all sharing this human experience. Okay. Put your hands up. I need help because there are some people out there. Okay. That take a substance and don't come back from it. They over they OD, um, they pass. And next thing you know, you never see them again. Okay. But you could be on the other side of that and you could raise your hand and be like, listen, enough is enough. I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired. Okay. And this right here, I could be that angel right now for somebody listening on the other side. Like that angel, which was my mother and my then wife, who's, who's, or my then girlfriend, who's now my wife, saved me back in 2015. Um, and also, if if the situation can recover from such, uh, you know, a crazy, um, debilitating addiction, and so can you. Um, and and if I can over overcome obstacles, so can you. Before we let you run, just what do you want people to to gain from the book? Um, I just, uh, you know what I want, I think the book is going to presently surprise the readers and the public. I think it's going to, um, it's going to entertain, it's going to shock you, educate you, and also it's going to inspire you and it's going to save a lot of lives. And I'm very excited to release this book over the next couple of weeks. It's definitely going to be a movie. I guarantee if you read the book, you will not be able to put it down. And then the last thing I got to ask you one show question here. So we saw a lot of Ronnie and Sam yes. on the show this yes. year, yes. but in separate rooms. Yes. Um, I saw a TikTok of them dancing together. Yes. Next season, are we getting them in the same room? Next season is the season. Okay, so we next. will see them in the same room on camera for the ne- first time. Next season is the season. How is Ronnie doing, by the way? I mean, listen, I, I always support a comeback. Everyone always loves a good one. So um, he's doing good as far as I know. Well, appreciate you coming in once again. The name of the book is Reality Check, Making the Best of the Situation. It's by Mike Sorrentino, The Situation. Mike, thanks so much. Yes, thank you so much for having me. You got it. This is Zach Gelb Show on CBS Sports Radio. We'll take a break, and we'll come on back after these short messages. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 
Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 